hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. Now we get to dig around today in the first verse in the het section. How fun is that? It is verse 57. And, you know, when I look at this verse, I can't help but think, oh, my goodness, at some point in time in heaven, we'll get to know all that was said here because this is so deep. I think an elephant could swim around in it. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's important that we think about the letter het before we go much into this verse to get an idea of where the psalmist is taking us and the wisdom of the letterhead. If we, again, go back to the Isaiah 11, like we've talked about in the very first anointing that the Holy Spirit gives you is wisdom. And so, or gave Christ, is wisdom. And so this would be the wisdom of the letterhead. And so when you look at the, the letter itself, which is also a word, um, the letter looks exactly like a hoopah. And a hoopah, if you're not familiar, is the wedding canopy that the Jews used. In, in fact, you know, in the Midrash, they talk about that Adam and Eve had these hoopas. And so this, <laughs> when they were married, a very beautiful thing. So when you look at this verse, it, it's very much about union. It's very much about marriage. And, of course, you know, it's kind of neat, as we've talked about, as we did the vav, you know, that letter section, you know, before we did the Zion, the last letter that we did was the Zion, but the Vav is a male energy that's coming down, which is obviously Christ, right? And it's continuing on forever and ever. And we, we certainly studied that. Well, then we spent some time on the Zion, which is this idea of the mindfulness, yes, but it's a female energy that is going back up. And so when we put the little roof on those two letters, because they're both straight lines, the Zion has a little crown on it, but when you put those two, you know, side by side and then put a, 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 a what they call a hedeteric across it, you get this letter that looks like marriage. So when you, when you marry a male energy and a female energy, you are going to get uh, one flesh and you're going to get life. And so this very first verse is going to be the wisdom of that. And again, it, it, with that as a background understanding, you're like, oh my goodness. So here he says something. In fact, he, he kind of quotes uh, the 16th Psalm right here when he says, thou art my portion, right? And, and so this idea of thou art my portion, well, let me read the whole verse. Thou art my portion, O Lord, I have said that I will keep thy words. So again, it seems simple when you first read it, <laughs> oh, but what all it says, because thou art my portion is actually talking about that you are in Christ, that this is the, like the bread and the wine. When you take him in, you know, that's your portion because, you know, the Levites, they got their portion, they, right? They didn't get an inheritance, but their portion and this very same word right, was God himself, right? And, and part of that was that they ate of his sacrifices and they became one with God. And, and so that was a picture of it. Of course, not the way that we get to do it is we get to be in Christ. But the idea of this portion is literally the bread and the cup. I mean, we are 
in Christ. So there is this marriage that's taking place right here. Of course, we're going to get to go to the wedding supper of the Lamb, you know, in Revelation. But this is very much a union that has happened here with the psalmist. And he says, oh, Lord, I have said. Now, that just sounds like a simple I have said, but the word is amar. And that would be more like a vow. It's the same word in Genesis where God said, let there be light, or where he said, let man be made in our image. You know, those those statements are stronger than I said. And, and the cool thing, when you really look at this, for me, is in Genesis, the very first thing we know that Adam said, of course, he named the animals in Genesis 2, but then the first thing that we actually have quoted that he said is his marriage vow to Eve. And that word, and it says Adam said, well, that's Amar. That's the same exact word that David used here. And, and so this is very much a vow from my perspective, a very much a marriage vow because he says, you know, I have vowed essentially that I would keep thy words. And, and, and so it, it leads you to this point like, wow, have I had a marriage vow with Christ? Have I given a vow to him? And, and this is a beautiful one to do because if you're going to keep his words, <laughs> you know, that is Christ because, you know, he is the word. So, I mean, this is an absolutely beautiful thing. But also, because it's a covenant that's happening here, it's changing the psalmist's identity. And when we are in Christ and when he's our portion, it is now like, you know, we're Mrs. Christ. And that that literally no longer are we this, but and I hate to just throw the word out Christian, but we we our identity literally changes. A- and I don't know if you've experienced this. I hope you have. As you came into Christ, your identity literally changes. And so when you identify, <laughs> a common word we hear these days, but do you identify as the bride of Christ? Do you identify as the church? Do you identify um, to being in Christ and, and just like you would when you were married, right? You're no longer, um, you know, Robbie, I'm Tammy's wife, a husband, excuse me. <laughs> and her last name even changes. In other words, this is a big part of our identity. And so I want to share a little story about identity. We teach um, this talk called the New Name Talk at Boot Camp, which, you know, shameless plug, we have a boot camp, Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. This is 2021. You know, I realize this podcast will be up there for a long, long time. But if if you're hearing it today, you know, we're, we're about right the the week before Thanksgiving, that Thursday, the week before the week of Thanksgiving, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you will be doing this. And and I can't, you know, ask you enough to go to MasculineJourney.com and, and register and come to this camp. I would love to see you. And And one of the things that you will get to experience when you come to this camp is the new name talk, which is, again, has everything to do with identity. And, and you know, spoiler alert, here's where we do. We ask people to go out in a covenant of silence and ask God, what do you call me? Now, the first two boot camps I went to years ago, you know, I heard this and every time I went out, I, I, I didn't have a lot of luck <laughs> of hearing from God exactly what he calls me. But the third boot camp I went to prior to the new name talk, they had this wound talk. And in the wound talk, the person, you know, was talking about that we have this enemy. 
And if we can kind of see where he has been attacking us all our life, we then, you know, will have a good idea of what he's afraid of and what God considers to be our glory. And, 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 and so if you analyze your life and you look at your point of attack, you get a pretty good idea of, you know, what God gave you that Satan's afraid of. So with that in mind, I was wondering, well, how would I be attacked? You know, what would my identity be? So I, I understood that concept. And, and that night, as I heard the talk, um, I had a horrible headache. Uh, you know, when they'd given the wound talk, I, I had remembered that I attempted suicide when I was young, but I couldn't remember why. And so I was trying to think of, I remembered taking the pills, but for whatever reason, I couldn't remember what it was that was doing. I'd buried the pain so far that I, that I couldn't understand it. So that had been left with this headache. And so that night, um, as I went out on what we call a covenant of silence, which means that you're going to sit alone and ask God, <laughs> you know, what do you call me? You know, I, I spent some time in that, and all of a sudden I heard God say, well, I call you faithful. Well, my immediate reaction to that was, <laughs> really? I mean, don't I get a cooler name than faithful? I feel like, you know, old yellow, like I'm a dog or something, you know, that, and he was like, no, Robbie, work with me on this. <laughs> That's really a good name. Um, I want you to think about what he told me. He said, you know, who's the one that, you know, never uh, cheated on a girlfriend or a wife? And, and who's the one that never quit a job? Um, who, who's the one that, you know, gets up every morning and spends time with me? He said, that, it's faithful. It's a great word. The more you think about it, you know, you, you'll come to see it. And so, you know, I... I, I he said, well, let me reason with this a minute. And if that's what God thinks of me, that I'm faithful, you know, how would I attack? And going back to the other talk, I thought, well, how would I attack faithful? You know, if that was what Satan sees is what scares him, you know, how would he attack that? And all of a sudden it struck me, betrayal. And like, you know, you see your life flash, like all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, betrayal. And as soon as I heard that word in my mind go, oh, I, it was like I read the story of my life and I saw betrayal after betrayal after betrayal that I had experienced. And, of course, the one that jumped right out that I had the headache over was that on my 16th birthday, I was um, dating this young lady, and I was supposed to take her out that night. And when I got to her house, actually, I was a basketball player, and my point guard was walking up the street, I mean, walking up her driveway with me, and I was like, Brian what are you doing here? And he goes, well, I'm out to, I'm here to take Sue with me. And I'm like, what? And, you know, she went out with him. And the betrayals all led up to this idea of, wow, that's how Satan has been attacking me. Well, there's no explaining to anybody once I understood that God calls me faithful and, and, and began to see how Satan had attacked at me and how, by understanding a little bit more of my identity, how valuable that is in my life, and so when we look at this particular verse and has so much to do with identity, you know, just think about that we've made vows. And so what is our identity in Christ? And like anybody that you love, you have nicknames for them, right? <laughs> well, I can assure you that your identity, based on this hat, you've, you're, you're married to God, uh, hopefully. Um, if you're not, then I hope we've enticed you to, to enter into that covenant, Um but he's got a name for you, and I would invite you to see if you can find it, you know, ask him. But uh, 
Again, you could register for the boot camp. We could spend some more time on all those concepts. It's there at masculinejourney.org. And you can see right there where you can register for the boot camp. I sure would love to see you. Thank you for spending time with me today. As we go into the het section, uh, it's really a spectacular, as they all are, but this one, um, our marriage deprives you. It's a beautiful journey. And so I'm looking forward to next time. <laughs>